If you love to eat as much as we do here on the Kevin and Taylor Show, you're going to love hearing the latest in the world, world of, of food. food. First, Kev, how many varieties of Cheerios would you say there are? Varieties of Cheerios? Uh, ten. Well, today I learned... There are 20. Whoa. For example, I had no clue you could get frosted lemon Cheerios or mm-hmm. chocolate peanut butter Cheerios. The classic honey nut. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. That one's mm-hmm. very well known, but I didn't know about the other ones. Mm-hmm. Uh, second, lab grown meat has just been cleared for sale in the United States. No, no, uh, no. Two different companies are making what's called cultivated chicken. Ugh. It's grown in a giant no. vat just like a brewery. No. Yeah, so I, you, if you see it on a menu, if you're like, ooh, what's cultivated chicken? <laughs> that means it was grown in a lab. And finally, in the world of food, are fast food places closing the no ice loophole? Lots of people ask for no ice. Some of us because we don't like our drinks that cold. Other people because we don't want to, we want more drink and less ice. Mm-hmm. Well, get this. There's a TikTok that's gone viral where a woman orders a lemonade from Wendy's with no ice. They only filled it three-fourths full. No kidding. Some fast food workers will say, that, well, that's an automatic button. It just only fills to that level mm. to allow for the ice. Mm-hmm. But other people are like, come on, fill it to the top. <laughs> Yeah, I learned that my dad, um, he would never, this was back when they introduced the big gulp. Remember that? It was 32 ounces. It was it was like mind-blowing. Everyone was like, who needs that much liquid? Well, my dad did. And he would get maybe like three ice cubes. Wow. Like, I'm not paying for ice. I want, the, I want oh, the drink. I like my drinks so cold. Okay, so it's a little embarrassing to admit this, but I will. Um, when we go visit my husband's family... Um, we kind of don't know what to do with ourselves. <laughs> you get bored? And we have figured it out. We have the perfect solution. And we're replicating that solution in just a couple of weeks. I'll tell you about it next. So I hope that there's someone listening who can relate to this. But when my husband and I go visit his side of the family, we often don't know what to do with ourselves. And we have figured out the perfect solution. So here's the deal. Like, We'll go through all this stuff to get there. We get It's all about getting there and bringing food and, and showing love. But then once we get there, it's like, so. Time slows and we'll down. And we'll just sit around and talk all day. And the news is blaring in the background. And you're just like, oh, no. oh I'm going to go crazy. <laughs> they have the news on 24-7? Yeah, pretty Ooh, much. Um, and now they've switched to like, they check all these like newsy, weird websites on their phones in the morning. So anyway, it's and challenging. The conversation sometimes, the rest yes, of the I day. adore his family, but sometimes it's tricky. So we have come up with the perfect solution, and maybe you can come up with something similar for when you go visit your in-laws. We now we tried it once, and they fell in love with this. We take them to go see their minor league baseball team, the Asheville Tourists. Hmm. And they play at McCormick Field, which, Kev, you will love. It was uh, the movie Bill Dur- Bull Durham-, Durham was filmed there. Oh, nice. Um, famous people like Lou Gehrig, Babe Ruth, Ty Cobb, Jackie Robinson all played at McCormick Field. Hmm. You feel like you are so part of the action because it's so small. It's like the game's right there. And they have great food. They even have some... Uh, vegetarian options for Glenn's parents and we eat there and like Glenn's mom she was standing like cheering like she turned into a kid again it was so great and so we're going again in a couple of weeks over fourth of July weekend Mm -hmm. and we're taking them back to the to McCormick Field to see the Asheville tourists again there you go I'm so excited you're gonna laugh at me in a minute but that's okay I did something last night that has always intimidated me 
And I I figured it out. I YouTubed a video and I did it and I feel kind of like a rock star. <laughs> I was going to say that you feel like a millennial <laughs> for YouTubing it. We'll find out what it is next. Okay, so I'm hoping that what intimidated me maybe intimidated you for years as well. What is it? And I overcome my fear and I, I took care of business. Uh, here's the deal. I have never felt brave enough to buy an entire pineapple. Like with the, like the, because I'm very accident prone and I was afraid that if I did and I tried to cut up a pineapple because it looks very scary and very intimidating that I would hurt myself. And so I saw pineapples on sale at Costco for only $2 and 97 cents. I'm like for a whole pineapple. That's so cool. I'll figure it out. My sister said she figured it out. I'll YouTube a video. So it sat there for like a week and I'm like, oh, I can smell it now when I walk by. I'm going to waste this pineapple if I don't like tackle my fears and get this done. So I get out a cutting board. I get out a knife. I get out a YouTube video and I hear my husband in the other room go, please be careful. (laughs) And he didn't even know that I had this fear. And it was the easiest thing I've ever done. It was nothing like taking your life in your hands with a butternut squash. I mean, pineapples are so easy to cut and core yourself. It's nothing. It's a life change. This isn't just overcoming something. This is a change in your lifestyle. Absolutely. (laughs) Taylor uh, just announced she took a brave step. Mm -hmm. Something she's never done before. Yeah. Bought a whole pineapple. Yeah. How long did it sit on your counter, you said, Uh, before you? For about, I think it was almost a week. Wow. Almost a week. just when I tackled it and I just, I just, I I mean, I know it's, you guys might be jealous of me, but I just posted, I just cut and cored a whole pineapple for the very first time after watching YouTube video. And this is now a cooking page. <laughs> right. I now have my own cooking show. Yeah. Right. Um, question. How much did you pay for the pineapple? For the $2 whole pineapple? and 97 cents. Two ninety seven. Okay. So you saved, yeah, you saved about $2 and 50 cents. Like if you bought it, I, I looked up how much would it be if you already, you know, they sell them cord already. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, that that's a significant it, savings. It tasted so good. Yeah. It was like candy. Yeah. What delicious. did you What did you do with it? What What did you like? Did you use just it in a ate recipe it as or? dessert and then oh, you just put sliced it, it up in, and uh, put it in a glass container for tonight. Look at you. Yeah. Look at you. It was so good. Wait a minute. Phone's ringing. Hello. Yes. Food Network. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's right here. Hello. Can I help you? This is the one and only pineapple core, Taylor Scott. How long did it take you to do it, by the way? Oh, it was fast. It was, yeah. I could believe how easily the knife went right through it. I thought it was going to be like, I had no idea that a pineapple was so soft because I'm used to like the death defying feat that is butternut squash and that will kill you. Right. Mm -hmm. But pineapples, Easy peasy. I had no idea how easy. You think you'll be substituting pineapple for a butternut squash and recipes <laughs> moving forward? <laughs> I don't see that happening, but I wish. I just know I just spring for the pre-cut right. butternut Potatoes squash. Potatoes all gratin, you've met your match. Try pineapple all gratin. <laughs> Kev, you are going to laugh so hard when you hear this. Um, You know how fashion... It always comes full circle. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, the the bell bottoms are back, or mm-hmm. you know whatever it is. Cargo pants are yeah. coming roaring yeah, yeah. back. Yeah. Joggers that are cinched at the ankles, mm-hmm. stuff like that. Well, um, there's this girl I started following on Instagram because a friend of mine said 
She does a really great job posting up how to update your wardrobe a little bit without spending the bank. And mm-hmm. I was like, oh, well, you know, I'll hit follow. What will it what harm will it do? Well, I took a picture of one of her posts the other day because she says in it, just got the new Abercrombie utility romper in the mail, adding it to my try on rack. And I am not making this up. It is the spitting image of the weird gym suit I had to wear at the conservative Christian school I went to (laughs) in middle school, Jupiter Christian school. I had to wear this weird little button down, like weird polyester and it had a little collar and you cinched it at the waist with a belt. It is a belted utility romper and you want to guess how much it is? Uh, $77.93. $90 at Abercrombie.com. I thought she was supposed to save you money. I know. She's obviously that's her splurge item saving money that is not saving money i would not spend and it's it's shorts it's sleeveless it buttons down it has a collar and it has a belt and it looks exactly except for the color mine were like a a lighter blue yeah this one you can get like it looks like it comes in black and you call your mama see if she still has it in the attic (laughs) (laughs) mama need my romper (laughs) get it back out Kevin and I try to express it every day. I hope you realize just how grateful we are to hang out with you on the radio. Mm, And Kev, we got the coolest letter from one of our listeners. Oh, great. A real snail mail letter. It's like so (laughs) exciting when it appears. And I can't wait to hear your, uh, wait for you all to hear how God uses a radio station like this. So excited to tell you about this because it's it's really cool um, that we get to do what we do every day. We love hanging out with you on the radio. We love doing life with you sharing the highs and the lows. And we got a letter a couple of weeks ago from a really sweet lady named Milan, I think is how you say her name. Okay. And um, she sent a follow-up letter. And I've been hiding it from you, Kev, because I wanted you to hear it. She Um, sent a letter following up her nice letter. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) And this is pretty amazing. It shows how God can use a radio station and a radio show like this for him. And uh, she said, Dear Kevin and Taylor, I'd written you a couple of weeks ago to thank you for literally changing my life and leading me to the Lord through Christian music. I am speaking to a group of women tonight who are new residents of a recovery center for addicts. Mm. I am a recovering addict myself no and kidding. was able to completely turn my life around all due to the music you play and the love of Jesus. Mm. I am going to present a challenge to these girls The 30-day Kevin and Taylor challenge. (laughs) They are to listen to no other music except for this station for 30 days. Mm. And my hope is that it will change their lives as it did mine. I'll keep you posted on how it's going. Much love, Malone. And she sent a picture of her and her middle child. Isn't he a cutie pie? She's got a 16-year-old and a 3-year-old. And this is her 10-year-old, her middle Wow. And isn't she beautiful? Yeah, what a great letter. Yes. That's it just fantastic. made my my day, my month, and my year. I the mean, that's just what it's challenge. all about. Yeah. yeah. And you know what? I, if we can add to that, then being completely sincere, 30 days doesn't work, give it 60. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody's got bills to pay. <laughs> if, if it doesn't take after 30, don't quit. <laughs> Keep, keep going. Kevin always says when he retires, he's going to be a Walmart greeter. And he's like, please, people, not 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 later than sooner. <laughs> right? What was that show? It was John Keonis, I think, on ABC, one of those news shows where it was like, what would you do? They'd create these fake situations where you had to deci- decide whether to get involved in help 
or not. Do you remember that? <laughs> you mean what, turn into the progressive commercial? Wait, was it called What Would You Do? I think it might I have been no called. I have no idea what anyhow, you're talking about. But I yeah. felt like I was on that show the other day because a huh. lady in uh, in line, checkout line, needed some help desperately. I'll tell you what happened and if I got involved next. So I think that show was called What Would You Do? And they would put you in these fake... You didn't know it. It was kind of like a candid camera, these ethical dilemmas. And how would you react to it? They would see it was like a study in human nature, right? You got to watch how people would react. I felt like I was on one of those shows. Um, Lady in front of me at the grocery store, she was paying for her uh, groceries with cash, which rarely see anyone doing anymore. And it was like, I don't know, $47.77. And she's like, oh, I've got the change. Hold on. Here we go. 25, 30. 40. She's got all these nickels and pennies and stuff. 77 cents worth of change, only one quarter in the mix. And she gets it all in her hand. And she goes to hand it to the cashier. And she drops it. All of it. Oh, no. 77 cents all over the floor. Now, here's the what would you do part. She, A couple of them rolled near my feet. So I bent down to pick them up and she went to get, get it. And her nails were so long, she couldn't pick them up. Oh. So she's like, would you help me? So I'm down like... On all fours in the grocery store checkout line, picking up her 77 cents to pay for her Try not to think about the germaphobe aspect of your personality and just be a gentleman. I just thought, (laughs) does this stuff happen to anyone but me? Does it happen to anyone but me? I don't think, no, I don't think it does because I was like, what are the chances of all the grocery stores on planet Earth, I would get behind the one lady on the planet that still pays with cash, including change, Drops it all and then can't pick it up because her nails are too long. <laughs> what are the chances of that happening? I don't know, but why does it, that story make me happy? <laughs> <laughs> oh, we had a great, we had a great laugh. I mean, it was really funny. But that was so sweet and kind of you to help that lady pick up her change or seventy-seven, 77 cents at the grocery cents. store the other day. But um, it's funny that that happened to you because something sort of similar happens to my husband all the time. No matter where we are, people ask him for help. It's the weirdest thing. We were even in Slovenia on a hike and these women stopped him. They were like, hey, how much farther to the top? And asking him all kinds of questions. The other day um, we went mountain biking and we split up because I did an easier trail than him. I'm still kind of scared because of my breaking my wrist. And um, and I get back to the car and these all these this these couples asking him all about the trails. Then this other guy comes in and starts asking him questions. And we finally got in the car to leave and he, we both just started giggling. And I'm like, why does this always happen to you? I said, you must just have like a friendly face or something. I don't understand it. It's hilarious. Hmm. No that, matter where we go. That happens to people in radio a lot because you're... People will show up to an event and they figure because you've got the radio station booth set up, you know everything mm-hmm. about the venue. Yeah. Which way to the bathroom? I don't know, but when you find out, tell me. <laughs> <laughs> hey, do you like small talk mm-hmm. or does it exhaust you? Do you want to hear the number one way you can appear smarter during small talk? Uh, I'm going to give it a guess. Keep your mouth shut. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, you are quite close. You're really? so close. No yeah. kidding. Ask people for advice. (laughs) This is according to Harvard research. It's because we're all egomaniacs. Mm -hmm. The researchers found that when someone asks us for advice, we instantly assume, oh, they're so smart because 
they have the wisdom to, to recognize that I know what I'm talking about. So instead of rattling off your knowledge or your accomplishments, the best way to make someone think you're a genius is to listen to their advice and ask sharp, relevant questions. Wow. Yeah, Tracy, I, we were just talking about this the other day, and she was like, you're really good at meeting new people and small talk and blah, blah, blah. And how, how do you do it? And I said, just always keep in mind that everyone, everyone somewhere in their psyche is, but enough about you. Let's talk about me. <laughs> I said, if you can keep them talking about themselves, they'll be like, wow, Taylor was a great conversationalist when what you really did was just go, oh, you have grandchildren. And that's it. That's all you have to say, right? Then they're they're off to the races and you got a new best friend. Do you ever feel like life, it's like right when one crisis ends and you're like, oh, thank goodness we made it through that. Boom, something else comes mm-hmm. along. Oh, Let's yeah. talk about that next. Okay, do you ever feel this way? Especially uh, like we have four kids. If you have a lot of kids, I think it probably feels this way a lot. One crisis ends. And another one begins. Oh, yeah. It's like you feel like, oh, there's light at the end of the tunnel. And what's the joke? Uh, it could be an oncoming train. Yeah. <laughs> so relate to that. With 11 nieces and nephews, there, so, there's always something. With with our family, it's like we just went through. I, I shared a, not a lot of details on the air, but we went through something pretty, pretty harrowing mm-hmm. uh, in the last month or so. And it was like we had some closure on that. Like, OK, things are moving forward. And then, boom, other things, you know, they they're pop their heads up. And it's uh, uh, involving some extended family members, but it's pretty intense. And mm. it's it's pretty, you know, like it takes a lot of time and attention. And there's a lot of emotion attached, a lot of heat attached to all of this stuff. Yeah. And it's, it's just Ugh. like, good night. Is this just like reality? And it is. I think the older you get, we've talked about this, the older your kids get, the problems become more profound, more expensive sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, but then extended family, too, especially as people get older, it can be tough. Um, so two things that I've found to really lean into to get through. No matter what you're going through, you will find a song on this radio station that will speak to your heart and really encourage you no matter what you're going through. But then, of course, the number one thing, what does the word of God say about it? Right. Go to the go to what did particularly for me, what did Jesus say about this? And John 16, 33, I've told you these things so that in me you may have peace. In this world, you will have trouble. Hmm. He didn't say you might have trouble. It'll come along occasionally, every now and then. He's like, you're going to, you will have trouble. Like, what's the Oklahoma? T-R-O-U-B-L-E, that's trouble. (laughs) Yeah, you will have it, right? He said, but take heart. I have overcome the world. So no matter what we're going through, this is what I try to do, too. In my own life, maybe you do something similar. I try to big picture it and go, you know what? When it's all said and done and you know we've lived our life, this is all going to be a blink of an eye. And it's going to have gone by like that. And what seems so intense and so important in the scope of eternity, it's really not going to be that big of a deal. So I try to do that uh, as well. And it's uh, if you're going through something right now, I'm no expert on getting through tough times, except the one thing that I try to do is keep putting one foot in front of the other, you know, just keep moving forward and do the best that you can with what you have. Encourage people along the way, take time to take care of yourself and, and other people and keep moving forward. There's a theme you hear on the Kevin and Taylor show a lot. And that is just about how, when you focus on others, you can really forget your own troubles Well, my mom is doing that in the most creative, silly way. I can't wait to tell you this story next. So you know that concept when you're going through something tough. 
if you really take the time to just focus on loving and serving others, mm-hmm. it makes your pain so much less severe. Mm-hmm. And um, that is something my mom is doing right now. I'm so proud of her. Uh, she just lost her husband in January and they were married for eons and she was his primary caregiver um, for many, many years while he suffered with MS and she is just leaning into her faith. And the one little thing she's doing this week that is bringing her so much joy that I have, I call her and get an update and then she texts me about it and she has nicknamed herself the mango lady. And we grew up in Jupiter, Florida. That's where my mom still lives in the house I grew up in. And it's mango season. And the mangoes, when they fall off the tree, the minute they fall, they'll start to rot. So she gets up really early in the morning. She goes and she collects all the mangoes. And then she goes to try to find people to give them away to. And she'll <laughs> drive to this like um, supplemented housing type area. There, you know, people mm-hmm. are really mm-hmm. not doing great financially. And she'll just try to find people like, hey, do you want some mangoes? Want mango. And she's like, you should see the smile on their face when I hand them a big bag of mangoes. They're just, And I don't know if you've ever tasted a ripe mango right off the tree, Kev. It's it's like heaven on earth. Mm-hmm. It's pure God's candy. It's and delicious. And she's just giving them out to people. And she's just going around looking for people to give them to. And so she texted me the other day. She's like... Hi, honey. I thought you might want an update from the mango lady. (laughs) So I need to call her today. I haven't gotten the most recent update. I don't think I talked to her yesterday. Find out how the distribution is going. That is really cool. Oh, mom. She's so resilient. I love her. So, question about this uh, mango tree in your mom's yard. She's going around the neighborhood giving people mangoes and stuff, which is really cool. Um, For those of us that did not grow up in a tropical climate, Mm -hmm. uh, grew up in Baltimore. The idea of having a mango tree in my yard growing up is pretty exotic. That was yeah. in your yard, like when, from when you were um, a kid. Well, in my yard was a ginormous pink, uh, not pink grapefruit, white grapefruit tree, and that we had to clean up after that, and we'd be all annoyed. But um, actually, uh, I wasn't going to mention this, but this mango tree is in the neighbor's yard. <laughs> <laughs> your mom stealing their town. mangoes. They were out of town, so she views herself as she was cleaning up the mess for them <laughs> while they were gone, so that the mangoes wouldn't rot while they're out of town. Jeez. And I said, "Mom, oh, she's like the husband got back late last night." And I go, "She goes the the wife and the daughter they're still at the I think it's a lacrosse tournament or something." Mm. I said. Oh, did do you think he noticed how clean it was under his mango tree? And she goes, I don't know, honey. It was dark when he got home. Yeah, she's, she's a mango Robin Hood stealing from the neighbors and redistributing them. She only takes them. the one that the ones that are on the ground at least. If I hear a word of her picking them, I'll be yeah, like, Mom, that's what Mom, she, you can't do that. That's what she tells you without permission. <laughs> what everyday skills that most people had before the nineties? have become completely obsolete. Dialing a rotary phone survey says... Wow, you're going way back. Correct. You're going back to like the 1920s. I said before the 90s. I remember this. I remember rotary phones. You used to be like a... I'd go to the bank and they'd be like, here, have one of our pens. And it would have like this thing on the end of it. That you could put in the Are you serious? Holes so you didn't have to put your finger in oh, there. Oh, how bizarre. Isn't that weird? Okay, so Kevin went way back. We're just 
just going back to the right Driving before the 90s. Driving horse and carriage. Yeah, seriously. Like, starting a fire. Feeding, growing crops. Feeding your pet dinosaur. Okay, this is, he is so off track. So here's where we were going with this. Um, they asked this question on socials, and here were some of the top answers. Number one, wrapping textbook covers with a brown paper bag. Remember when you had to do mm-hmm, that to mm-hmm, protect it? Mm-hmm. Uh, unknotting curly telephone wires to get all the curls facing the right, right way. But, right. Half the people listening right now go, what's what's a telephone wire? Yeah. <laughs> Remembering phone numbers. Mm, yes. Other skills we all had before the 90s that have become completely obsolete. Reading and writing in cursive. Mm. Setting a VCR to record a TV show in advance. <laughs> Remember when it, you said it wrong? Oh, I missed it. And last but now not, I don't know who shot Jr. <laughs> <laughs> and last but not least, the ability to make and count out change mm. for a purchase. Yeah. Are you like me, where you invent new ways to hurt yourself every week? Coming <laughs> up, this is what happens when people like us get a chance to be on a game show. Hey, are you like me, where you discover a new way to hurt yourself every week? Sometimes it's multiple times a week. This is what happens when people like us get a chance to be on a game show. Check out how this contestant on The Price is Right got hurt. His name is Henry Joy. He's 33 years old. And like many contestants, he got super emotional when his name was called. Yeah. When <laughs> come he on won- down. Come on down. Henry Joy. And when he won a trip to Hawaii... He went so bonkers celebrating Mm -hmm. that he dislocated his shoulder. And I was so scared to watch. Was joy or pain? It was joy. It was pure joy for Henry Joy. (laughs) And I was scared to watch the video. I like I was just cringing. Yeah. You know what's crazy? He doesn't bump into anything or fall or anything. He pumped the air so hard. That he dislocated his shoulder, and then when he had to like spin the wheel for to be on the showcase showdown, uh-huh. his wife had to come spin it for him. <laughs> and he's not the only one. Alice jumped in for him. By the way, years ago, a lady sprained her ankle celebrating wow. when she won on the Price is Right. So the good news, <laughs> I cannot go on that show. The good news is you're going to Hawaii. The bad news, there will be no windsurfing for you because <laughs> <No. laughs> you separate dislocated uh. your shoulder. Poor guy. <laughs> It's so wild. Something happened to me recently when I went on an airplane ride, and I think it's a thing. I don't think it was a one-off. I think it's something that really can happen to people on airplanes. Okay. I'll tell you about it in just a minute. So this is pretty wild. Um, recently on a flight, it was a really long flight, I started feeling terrible. I mean, I had the worst headache I've ever had. I hardly ever get headaches, ever. I had a headache. I felt nauseous. Mm. I secretly, I didn't want my husband to see it, but I peeked to make sure there really was one of those air sickness, sickness, sickness bags, bags. bags, because I was like, what if I need it? And like, I'm pep talking myself, like, don't you dare throw up on this airplane. Don't you dare. Don't you dare. And rubbing my temples and trying to everything get you could. This. Right. Well, I Googled it, you know, Dr. Google later. And I think I got altitude sickness. No kidding. Glenn said our flight, our plane was flying higher than normal because it was avoiding turbulence. And I, I think I got altitude sickness because once I got back down to earth, I felt so much better. It took a couple hours, but then I was like, good is good to go. Isn't that crazy? Hey, this is your guaranteed to put you in a good mood story of the day. Good news. 
And you parents, the crazy things you end up having to do for your kids. <sighs> this little girl got stuck halfway down a slide. She's on a big raft, and it just it wedged in there, and it would not move. <laughs> uh, their family lives in the UK, and little Sienna was crying, and the water park staff was taking way too long. So, her dad, Andrew, climbed the slide himself. <laughs> he got up to her, and he had to, like, kept wedging the, the raft. He kept, mm-hmm. it would not move. He moved it a little bit, moved a little more. Finally, he hopped on, and the two of them rode, rode down happily together. <laughs> and um, his wife, Emma, caught the whole thing on video and is giggling the whole time. And, of course, that video has gone viral because this daddy got to be the hero to his wife and his daughter. I bet the park is like, we do not recommend that oh, other, sure. other guests do this should your child get stuck. I haven't heard anything like that, but yeah, I think everyone's just glad everybody's okay. And <laughs> Is they, anyone else's mind blown they have water parks in England? Yeah. <laughs> I thought it rained every day there. Right. Everyone wears <laughs> tweed <laughs> 365 days a year, right? right? There's no such thing as a, a water park in England. <laughs>